Hi Tubes, it's Courtney here. I just wanted to ask, are fashion trends ruining more than just the environment? Thanks, bye. Hello there, you are listening to Hey Tubes. This is a podcast where we are figuring out, can we save the planet, but make it fashion? We're hosts, we're also sisters, and our names are Jess and Steph Daron, and we are just squee-diddly-ited to have you here in our ears today. I don't think I've ever been squee-diddly-ited before. Well, they haven't been in our ears before, and I actually meant to say that we're in their ears. So and also, they haven't. we haven't answered this question before. We have not answered this question before, so that could add to the squee of <laughs> our trends killing more than just the planet. What a question. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, my goodness. So we are fashion lovers. We I are. hope you know that by now. Yeah, like we, I don't think that's news at this point. And no. if it is, probably go back to listen to some other episodes. Yeah, we are fashion lovers. And so I think that quite naturally throughout our lives, we've tipped into fashion trends when we love them, but also felt confident enough in our fashion choices that we've also felt like we could skip out on them if we needed to or wanted to. Oh, fun game. What's your favorite trend? Like that you remember at a point in time where you're just like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. I think my favorite fashion trend is flared jeans. Oh my God. I'm not even kidding. I was thinking about the time when I was like 14 and I bought my first pair of flared jeans. Yeah, we've seen them come and go a few times throughout our fashion journeys, but Rachel Zoe made them really big for a moment. Yeah. And, and they came back recently. Yeah. But I and I do feel like they're a trend that I love. Like I just I always love flared jeans. I'll wear them tomorrow, even though baggy jeans are trending right now. I would still wear flared jeans tomorrow. So they're kind of like love them all the time, but I know that they come in and out of fashion. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing about the fashion industry is it's kind of based on fashion trends. Every single designer and every single shop on the high street, their reason for being is very trend focused. That's how they keep you buying more is because you keep feeling like you need to hit the latest trend. Yeah, it can be really problematic. And for us, having tubes, having a shoe brand, we really saw that for the first few years, particularly as we started to go into retailers, it was always like, oh, this is the hottest color. This is the hottest fringe. Everybody's buying tassel things. Can you do one with these jewels for this season? And it was very much like it's in now, but it's not in next season. And next season, we want something else. So we found that with our customers, we were constantly pushing them to buy something new, to buy the latest, hottest thing. 
And we could just feel how unsustainable that was because it meant they constantly had to be buying new shoes and that the old ones were constantly going out of style. And I know that from my own purchasing habits where like even if I am tapping into a trend this season, you bet your bottom dollar that likely I won't like it anymore next season. Like it comes in really fast and really hard and then it goes out just as quickly. And it's not like the flared jean, which for example, I really love all year round, like whether it's on trend or whether it's not flared jean happens to be my style. It's more like, oh, I thought crop tops were my style, but in actual fact, it's just a gross trend and now it's out. So I hate them and I don't know what I was doing last season. And I feel ick anytime I see a photo of me in a crop top. Mm, And we were actually having a chat about this the other day in our office and it got pretty juicy. And we were like, we should record a podcast episode about this. So we are going to waste no further time. We are going to invite back on this podcast. This is our very first second time guest. We are having to- Long time listener, second time caller. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, the Tube's PR and social media manager. If you follow us on TikTok or Instagram, you've probably seen her face all over it. She often gets asked if she is the owner of the brand. That's how much she is the face of our socials now. That is the wonderful, the fabulous, the the Squid Italy, Vianga Whitner. Hey, V. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good. We're so excited to chat about this because Jess and I think trends are killing the planet. And when we were chatting about this the other day, you brought up something else interesting that you feel like trends are doing. And you posted about it on TikTok as well. So we'd love you to run people through what you were saying. I feel like trends are killing individuality. Like they're, they're not just killing the planet, they're killing like fashion and the fashion industry and what fashion used to be. You saw something very specific that you broke down for us and we want to hear what, like what that process was. You saw a trend coming down the runway, which was? The Moo Moo micro mini skirt. Okay. Which first of all, like no skirt should be that mini. Yes, Can we just I say like, thoughts on the micro mini? What do you what are your feelings? No, it's a no from me. It's a hard no. So as somebody it feels really sexualized. As somebody who I don't mind how sexy it is. As no, somebody but not who, sexy, sexualized. It feels like a man designed it to sexualize women. Mm. Yeah, I, I actually do find it sexy, but as someone who grew up in the trend of micro mini skirts, I am very sad to see them back. I actually saw a very funny like stand-up comedian talking about how like you know millennials paved the way so that gen z didn't have to deal with half the shit we did and it was like you know like high-waisted things were so you could hide your tummy and like no one wants to wear a low-rise miniskirt like it's not helping anybody Mm -hmm. and she's so right yeah it's very like britney circa baby one more time tracking on all this work we've done for the body positivity movement and it's taking us back to the time where like britney spears performed at the vmas or whatever and everyone called her fat and like if you look at those photos now she is not fat but at the time we were told like she's huge oh my god she was not, i don't like, remember a size that. zero stick oh you have to look it up it's actually wild yeah. the times of those magazines where you'd see like jessica simpson blown out on the beach like and they'd say that she looks horrible but she looks so hot like we were just told that that was fat 
Totally. That's why I feel like it's designed by a man because it's like mm. whose body is other than a child is that going to fit? Yeah, totally. So this this show, the Mew Mew, whatever season it was, I don't even know now, but the micro mini season where like the whole show was just the micro mini skirts. It was styled in this like very specific way with like the micro mini skirt and then obviously the, the whole torso has to be out and like this little crop <laughs> jumper. And there were a few variations of that look. So there was like the little crop jumper and then there was like the belt top. You can look it up and have a look. Yeah. Um, like to give you a visual, it's literally like a sweater that someone just got scissors and cut it right under the boobs. It's like a belt over your boobs and then a belt over your foof. Exactly. <laughs> and so then like fashion week around the world after this show had happened was going on. And I think in particular, it was Paris Fashion Week that I was looking at, like all the street style. And like, obviously what's shown on the runway is then like filtered into the street style of like what people are wearing at Fashion Week around the world next. And what I noticed was like, everybody was wearing it in the exact same way that it was presented down the runway. So they're not wearing like the Mew Mew micro mini skirt with like this cool jacket. They're wearing the Mew Mew micro mini skirt with like the super crop sweater. And every single girl wearing this look more or less looked exactly the same. Maybe they have like a different shoe or something on. So it just like begs the question, are micro trends not just like killing the environment? Like I'm sure you're talking about, but killing our ability to like construct cool outfits on our own because we have to wear exactly what was presented to us down the runway in the exact way. We can't even have the creative license to like slightly change it. I just feel like something's up there. Like I think back to the days of fashion week where you guys were at fashion week and you were fashion blogging. And I remember seeing pictures of you in these like wild, crazy outfits that like, I would have no idea where you got that from. And the thing that yeah. made them so special was that nobody else was wearing them. Like you guys looked really individual. Yeah, because we used to go to costume stores yeah. to like get our accessories. And it was all about like, how can we look like nobody else? And when you showed us those photos of the street style that was literally everybody was wearing exactly what was on the runway. My mind was blown. Mm. Like it felt like some weird dystopian future where we all wear the exact same thing. Yeah. And I feel like such a fun part of fashion is that you get to have fun with fashion, you know? So it's like, okay, there's one thing that like a micro mini is in fashion. And then like, how am I going to incorporate that into my own style? That's one thing. But this seems like a step above that where it's like a complete... Your individuality is not welcome here. We want you to wear this, but we want you to wear it in a very specific way where you don't get to have any sort of opinion or flavor. You just have to wear it like we say. Totally. And I have to add that somebody, when I made that TikTok video, somebody actually pointed out to me, I think it was Amelia from Misplaced Style. She said that like when brands are providing outfits for influencers to wear at fashion week or paying them to wear certain things they would have like an agreement that they need to wear it in a certain way so you know that might be why that they were styled exactly how they were styled on the runway because the brand is to be honest like I don't feel like that's true like we've been influencers for a very long time and never once did a brand say like you have to wear it in this way what they might say is you have to only wear our brand so like here's the lookbook choose what you want and then maybe Mm. they thought 
thought, oh, that already I know looks good with it. So I'll just go with that. But no one has ever been so prescriptive to us to say, this is the way that you need to wear it. No. And if anything in the past, I feel like it would have been frowned upon. Like had we shown up to fashion week, literally wearing it, especially at Paris, like Paris is that cliche of like French, a little bit judgy because they're so sophisticated and cool. So if anything of all the fashion weeks at Paris, like, you know, they just like, you can't just wear what was on the runway. I feel like that would be so looked down upon. But when you're showing us these photos, it looked like it was like the hottest, coolest people. And they were all doing that. And like, what is that? Like, is this TikTok? Because you're our TikTok expert. Is it TikTok? Is it just Instagram? Is it where social media has gone now? Like, why is this happening? Even if that is true, that the brand is prescribing what the person has to wear, I still don't think that holds up as an argument as to why everybody looks the same at Fashion Week because I've seen people wearing iterations of that outfit that are not Miu Miu, you know, like a different yeah. micro mini skirt with a different crop jumper. True. So it's still that everybody is copying everyone. And to answer your question, is it TikTok? I think so. Like, I just think, you know, we don't just have trends anymore. We now have micro trends and people even mm. talk about nano trends. Like, oh my God. What's so- a nano trend? So, like, a, a trend would be, like, platform shoes, you know? So, mm-hmm. you have, have, like, a platform boot or, like, a platform heel. And then a micro trend would be, like, a very specific pair of, like, platform shoes, you know, a Jeffrey, this specific Jeffrey Campbell platform shoes with the stars on it or whatever. And or, like, a platform moon boot, exactly. like, which is what we saw around this same time as the miniskirts. Like oh, yeah, they were style. wearing the miniskirts with the moon boots. Yeah, and then, like, a nano trend, I think, would be, like, that specific style of shoe worn with this exact sock to go with it, you know? Like, oh, it's so... God, that's where the nano comes in. Level, you know? Trends before used to be a style, low-rise jeans, high-waisted jeans. Now it's like an item. And I I do think it's because of social media. Like I think Mm. that there's just more of this needing to have what other people have. We're also seeing what other people have. We're also documenting our outfits every single day. Well, you know, I'm not, but a lot of people on TikTok are doing that sometimes multiple times a day. Like there's a need to have a lot of stuff. And I think that's why things are moving so quickly. Like I think that the internet and virality and the way that things move, like everything's just speeding up and it's, it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon either. And I think that miniskirt came into fashion and then within three days, anytime I went on Instagram or TikTok or even just like listen to Mamma Mia out loud, they were also talking about the miniskirt, you know, like it was flooded. So that in two weeks, like I have seen iterations and heard about iterations of this miniskirt so many freaking times that I hear the word miniskirt and I want to throw up, you know, like it Mm. took two weeks for it to come in, be hot and go out. That is very fast. Something that we were discussing earlier, Steph and I, without you here, is this idea of like attention seeking and how like Prior to the era that we're currently in with social media, like the only people that were really like hardcore attention seekers in our society, let's say, were like the celebrities and then maybe like the influencers. And now it's like 
everyone's got an Instagram, everyone's got a TikTok. Like everyone is now like garnering as much attention as possible. It's like everybody's an influencer. Whether it be on the international stage or on their own Instagram account to yeah. 350 followers that they personally know, well, they it's whether are they're, the star. And if they're an influencer or a micro-influencer or a nano-influencer. There's a special word for that. It's called what is clout. It? It's not attention seeking on the internet. It's getting clout. You know, like I got to wear the Miu Miu micro mini skirt to fashion week and I'm going to post about it because that gives me clout on my social platforms. Mm, yeah. I just want to paint a picture of how it would have felt when we used to go to fashion weeks, right? Like we used to wear these really unique outfits and it's kind of like, you know, when you go to a wedding and if you were to rock up to a wedding and there are a couple hundred people there and you were wearing the exact same outfit as somebody else, like that would be mortifying, right? Yeah, like you totally would not want to do that. No. Yeah, what? the other day I went to a wedding and someone was wearing the same dress as me, but in pink oh, and yeah. I was wearing it in green. And that was mortifying mm. enough. So if you go to fashion week, that is like a wedding on steroids. That is like the fashion event of the year. So not only do you definitely not want to be wearing the same thing as someone else there, you definitely don't want people to know that you got it off of the runway show that they just saw and you didn't even have the creativity to style it yourself. Yeah, how embarrassing. Yeah, like that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. I feel old. For us, that's like, that's why I love to get a a vintage dress to wear to a wedding or an event because I know that nobody else is going to have the same as me. But for some reason, and maybe it's because it helps people build their followings, like having the most in, trendiest, hottest item is what builds your socials. Yeah. Mm. It's funny because in our experience, when we've been doing what everybody else is doing on their socials, that's when we haven't grown. Mm. And we always talk about how like just letting go of the idea of, okay, what is a social media account meant to look like and really creating something new. You know, you've done it now with TikTok as well. Like you're talking about the environment and yes, you're using trends, but you're doing it in our own unique way. That's when we see growth. So I'm really surprised that all these people are seeing growth from just jumping on the same stuff. Maybe I guess they don't want to have these like massive, massive followings, but it's just like, if 10 of their friends are going to like it and say, you look so cool. Well, that's enough for them. Or are we starting to live in such a uniform society that what used to be cool was individuality and now it's just uniformity? Well, it's interesting because B, I feel like you, you're on the cusp of like millennial Gen Z. I'm a zillennial. You're a zillennial. I love that there's a name for it. Mm. And we were kind of chatting about this the other day because I feel like when I think of Gen Z, like they feel a lot more unique and they like to wear individual things. But at the same time, they're living their lives more than ever on social media. You know, you can't walk past a 14-year-old girl without seeing her like with a phone in her face recording some sort of TikTok. A Gen Z is more individual or are they less individual? It's funny because they're both. Like there's just such duality at play here because it's like Gen Z is amazing and they're up shopping and, you know, wearing all this super cool stuff. But then I also see them all kind of up shopping for the same things, Mm. you know, like both, I think both can exist at the same time. And I think it's also like very case by case. 
And I don't think you can apply a rule to a whole generation because there's always going to be like subcultures and different types of people within generations. I don't know the answer. I wonder whether there's uniqueness encouraged in that they're more open about their feelings, they're more in touch with who they are, they're more self-aware. But then if I look at their fashion, while on the outside it seems individual, I in fact feel like it's not at all. I feel like it's the same. I think that it's just like this 90s grunge vibe that they all have going in different ways. I was just thinking that for us, when we would go to fashion weeks, the way that we would ensure we had the most unique outfits was by contacting emerging designers and wearing their pieces. And I still feel like that's where it's at because emerging designers are at the pinnacle of creativity, you know, like they're coming out of fashion school and they just want to design things that people have never seen before because they're creative. Mm, and It's their own creative expression. That's the purpose of what they're making. It's not to sell volume. Exactly. And so once they go out into the industry and they get hired as designers, they inevitably end up, that creativity gets beaten out of them and they end up designing the same thing that you're seeing come down the runway time and time again. But I feel like if people do want to be unique still, maybe there's hope with emerging designers because we need to kind of look to the creatives to help us out of this situation where we're all just like blending into one vanilla. Mm. But I also feel like that's like if you're looking at individual pieces, but like Even there's an ability to style something in your own way. You know, like B and I can have the exact same item in our wardrobe and we can rock up to work wearing it, but we both style it in a really different way and it looks completely different on us, you know? Like there is – that's what fashion is. Like that's what it's being created for, I hope. Until now. Well, we were speaking in the office yesterday. We were all like, imagine if social media just suddenly didn't exist anymore. Like imagine if – Facebook and Instagram and TikTok just suddenly disappeared. Like how good would life be? Oh my God. Yeah, it would be incredible. It would be so spacious. We would have so much time. I think even like, you know, the days of fashion week that you're remembering, even though you were on Instagram, it was still very early days of Instagram. So maybe that's like what things would be like, you know, like just contacting emerging designers or smaller brands and like thinking up a thing in your head all by yourself. You weren't on TikTok. You didn't see what came down the runway that season. You're not like wearing purple because purple is the color of the season. True. And only people with like a subscription to WJSN actually knew what came down the runways. Yeah. Now everybody has that information, you know, the, Instantly. the Mew Mew show is on. And then two seconds later, I know exactly what was presented. Like a few years ago, I would never have seen anything that was on a runway. So So true. true. That's an interesting evolution of Fashion Week. So final one to ask you guys, with the way trends come in and go out, I feel like I used to buy things and then I would hold onto them. I would like hoard them until they came back again or like I wouldn't want to throw something out because I feel like you said this to me, B, like what if like your kids want to wear them one day? Like how could you throw out those like old HTL pieces? And obviously like – when I say throw out, I mean give to an upshot, but we all know that often ends up in landfill anyway. Should we be buying trends and hanging on to them as the cycles come and go or should we just be abstaining from the trends altogether? 
I don't think that you can fully abstain from buying trends if you're buying new. Like if you are solely shopping vintage and shopping secondhand, then maybe you can. But if you are shopping in a regular store, even if it's not like the season's micro mini skirt, there's, it's still going to be influenced by what's trendy at the moment, whether it be a color or a shape, even like knitwear. I'm looking at knits at the moment for winter and I'm noticing that like all of them have the like bubble sleeve at the end none of them have just the straight sleeve anymore so I think little things like that we can't fully abstain from buying a trend but I think you just have to ask yourself a set of questions before buying something and those questions are am I just buying this because I saw it on someone else and I liked it on them or do I actually like this thing for myself Does it fit into my personal style? Can I style it with lots of different items in my wardrobe? And the most important one, can I see myself wearing this in five years time? And that can be really hard to predict because we don't know what's going to happen and what's going to change. But I think finding your personal style, and I'm still a work in progress when it comes to that, will help guide you on that journey. Okay, amazing. I feel like you've given us a lot to think about. Thanks so much. We're definitely going to be calling you again. Oh, thanks for having (laughs) me back. So till next time. Am I your first repeat guest? Yes, yes you uh, are. I feel very honoured and blessed. Awesome. If it makes you feel any certain way before you're coming on here, we were like, maybe Bianca should just be our co-host on this podcast. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the people. Put it to a poll. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks. See ya. Hey, tubes. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, now it's time to move on to our favorite segment. They're all our favorites. One of our favorites, one of our favorites. One of our top three faves of our top three segments, of our three segments. Today we are doing Confessions of a Shopaholic Trend Edition. Okay, so I am going to take you back to what year was this trend big? It was 2004. I think it was like 2014. Oh, I just threw out a random number. I don't even know what you're going to say. So I'm going to say big dangly loud earrings. Oh, I hate that trend. I hate big dangly loud earrings sometimes like I feel like you like them (laughs) I know that there are some that are like objectively I find very beautiful and then I like them but I don't like big dangly earrings for the sake of big dangly earrings and often when I see someone wearing them without purpose I go oh I don't mm, no no no, 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 no. I'm thinking it's not of, for me. I'm thinking of you. Was it your 21st birthday, Mara Jesh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of you with big, loud, dangly earrings there. Yeah, okay. See, those earrings, though, are beautiful. They are beautiful. Like, they are gold and then they've got red thread that kind of create, like, a very big fan. But that that's what I mean, like, by 
purpose. But in 2014, I think that was the year. It was very much like you would wear dangly loud earrings with everything. Like you would wear them to the office. You would wear them to dinner. You would wear them to lunch. Like you would basically wear them to bed. And I went crazy. And I reckon I bought like 12 different pairs of like big dangly earrings. Like they were all pretty cheap and nasty, the ones that I was buying. And a lot of them were made out of that laser cut out of Perspex, like that kind of thing. I hate that. And I used to wear all the time. And now when I see photos of myself, I'm like, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Mm. They are not your friend. Good one. Thank you for your confession. So my confession today is, it actually is probably around 2014, I want to say. It was the fluoro trend oh. where everything was fluoro. Talk about something that we've seen a few times in our fashion careers. I though. know. So when it was around 2014, I remember we had like a lot of early days of how to live our blog. We were wearing a lot of like, it was a fluoro t-shirt. It was fluoro shorts. It was fluoro shoes. It was, it was fluoro, fluoro jewelry and it was fluoro hats. And fluoro sweatpants. Oh, ugh. I and don't know if that was in tre- on trend or if that was just us. Yeah. But we went nuts for the fluoro and- Nothing goes out like fluoro goes out. Like so true. Once fluoro is in your wardrobe and then it's out of trend, what are you doing with it? You can't style it down with something. It can't just like slip into an outfit unnoticed because fluoro by nature is the loudest thing you can possibly wear. So true. And I remember actually we go to the tennis. We love tennis. Little known fact about us. We do love tennis. We're not big sports fans, but we're big tennis fans. It's like the only sport we watch. And every year when we watch the Australian Open, you can kind of see the trends from what like Federer and Nadal and stuff are wearing because they always wear the trends. And I remember back then, fluoro was so in and we were like, yeah, so hot, so cool. And then a year- Looks so good on a tan. It looks great on a tennis tan. And then I remember like a year ago going and seeing the tennis and they were back in fluoro and someone being like, oh yeah, fluoro's back in, fluoro's so cool, fluoro. And I was like, no, not the fluoro. PTSD fluoro, like, please get it away it is the worst trend oh my god so true wait on this topic can I just say one more trend that I am embarrassed that I like because when it first came to be I hated it but the confusing part about this trend is it stuck around for a few years and I reckon three years later what year did we go with Bianca to LA uh yeah about three years ago yeah, I think it was in 2019. And we saw tie-dye. I knew you were going to say tie-dye. Everywhere in LA. And Bianca was like, guys, tie-dye is the hottest thing. Like while I'm away, I really want to get like a tie. I think she wanted like a tie-dye toosie or some shit like that. And I was like, no, B, this is a disgusting trend. You're not going to like it. You're going to look back in three months time and think, ew, why did I wear that? But Spanner, it stayed around for a really long time. Tide is still around. It's still cool. But but I'm over it because I've just seen it so much. See, I kind of like it. What? I know. Well, you should come to Byron because there's this store in the middle of town called like the Hippie Dippy store or something. Oh, yeah. And everything's rainbow tie-dye. Yeah, yeah. No, no. (laughs) The whole store. I'm more now, I've warmed up to like a neutral tie-dye. You know, like a- You're such a basic bitch. I I didn't know. know. Closeted basic (laughs) bitch. (laughs) (laughs) okay awesome well that's us for today thank you so much for listening please if you did enjoy this episode we would love to ask you to share it with a friend because that's how we grow listeners on this podcast and we thank you for being here and we love it when you get the word out for us
We will see you next week. Look forward to chatting in all our favorite podcast places, in our Facebook group, Tubes, A Kinder Community. See you there. Bye. Thank you so much to our podcast producer, Amelia Navasquez, our podcast coordinator, Bianca Whitner, and a big thank you to King Cora and Lily3PO for creating our incredible theme song. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Boonarong, Boonwarang, and Wurundjeri Woolwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation and the Arakwal people of the Bunjalung Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging.